This is Magnolia Leadership Podcast, heart, soul, and earth aligned. I'm Katherine Miller, a holistic practitioner of 30 years and your host. Join me as we discuss what it means to lead from the sacred feminine. Magnolia Leadership is here to guide you home, remind you of your courage, awaken your deepest knowing, revealing your fullest expression, and supporting your beautiful blossoming. Welcome in. Hi, everyone. Today's conversation is with one of my best friends, Ann Oppenheimer. Ann is a mental health advocate. She's the creator of My Happier Mind Cue Cards, 71 Tips and Tricks to Better Mental Health. Suffering from a lifetime of depression and anxiety, Ann is the real deal. She shares her real-time processes of how she confronts her mental health challenges, as well as how she has used that to springboard into helping others do the same. Topics we discuss are approaching social anxiety, mental health is physical health, building up your immune system when times are good, asking yourself, what is mine to hold, and empowering someone else to hold and what is mine to let go of. Life circumstances that force us into inconvenient pauses. The struggles that women have around asking for what we need to receive and how important that is into coming into power. And the real work of breaking the perfectionism that prevents us as women from bringing our gifts fully into the world. On is a true treasure. I hope you enjoy every moment of what she shares and that you enjoy this episode fully. I've been having a total blast with these conversations. The most fun I've had in years, literally, because the women that I'm talking to have such incredible things to say. Yeah. And what I'm seeing is like in every one of us, Mm -hmm. everywhere I go and all the people I work with and my friends, there is just this blossom of the feminine, where we all have something important to say mm-hmm. and to weave and to bring forward. And so I thought it was so cool that this was a card that I got for us because it has to do with being pregnant and bringing life into the world, either wow. as a physical baby or as a project. And I thought, well, nothing ties us together more than that whole journey around being full of life and then bringing life into the world and then nurturing that through how many years have we been nurturing? (laughs) Right. Yeah. And what that really means to be a creative vessel. And also what does it mean to have sisterhood along that journey Mm -hmm. as we're birthing things into existence and you're still birthing things. (laughs) And And you are. Right. And, but here we are, you know, in our, we're not crones, but I think there's a new archetype between mother and crone that we need to invent. So what do you think about queen agers? I like it. I saw it it somewhere. I saw it too. I saw it on Facebook. It's not my idea. (laughs) So what does that actually mean? I don't know. I mean, to me, it's a, it sounds a little too much like teenagers because I'm very, very done with that part. Um, Me too. But I like the queen idea because I, I always think of queens as like their children are older, but they're, they are not old. Right. So maybe queen, just queen. Queen. Something. Mm-hmm. Right. There is, I don't feel like a crone and I don't see you as a right. crone. Like there's right. something about that. I'm also not mothering in the same way. Right. And you're not. Right. I mean, we're still mothering. But I don't know about you, but I, f- I find like the creative energy is coming back. Yes. Oh my God. I don't know how we did it and had any creative energy when we were, when we were full-time raising our kids. Right. Yeah. Cause that takes so much creative energy. It takes so much. Presence. So I'd love to just hear about your current blossoming 
Wow. You know, it has been a really interesting last couple of weeks. So I, I created these cards called my happier mind cue cards, and they are 71 tips and tricks for better mental health. And the reason I have any authority to even come up with any of that is not because I've got a bunch of wonderful degrees, but because I have suffered from depression, social anxiety, and anxiety most of my life. And at sometimes it's been pretty debilitating. Right. And so, you know, being sort of resourceful and also being kind of in the closet about that, I did not seek therapy until I was much older because I was afraid to admit it. Mm. I sort of did a lot of internal digging to find out how to make myself feel better and how to get out of the hole or how to prevent falling in the hole in the first place. And um, <laughs> so I realized I had, I had these things that helped me. And then I thought, oh my God, I don't know if my situation is nature or nurture. And I've got these two kids. What if they inherit this? What if it's genetic? So I started writing down on the back of envelopes, mm. the little tips that were helping me in the hopes that they would help my kids. So I thought, you know, I just give them a whole bunch of envelopes one day, but then the pandemic hit and I'm like, holy cow, everybody is depressed it. Yes. <laughs> and it's having social anxiety. So I decided to try to go big. So I, but I also, be, I worked with a psychiatrist up in the Bay area to put these together so that they represented both the journey woman in mm. the darkness and mm -hmm. the person who has like studied and treated people in the darkness. So it kind of Amazing. has both points of view to it. And what's really great. So I, I finished all that last year and had people help me design it and we published it. And just in the last two weeks, kapow, all of a sudden there's several school districts that are using it to help with their teenagers. There's a sorority house that's using it to help with their young women. Mm. It's, it's in the Stanford hospital gift shop. And so I'm like, I'm so glad just because like, finally, I feel like this is a great time because mental health is finally being talked about. It's not just being whispered about, Correct. and especially kids our age. I mean, they're able to talk about it. They have language for it. And, you know, they are being shouldered with some stuff that we didn't have to shoulder as we were transitioning from child to adult, you know, we didn't know the earth was going to be in a climate crisis or that we didn't have school shootings. And right. so my, my biggest, biggest, biggest wish for this, I guess my mission is to take mm -hmm. my time in the darkness and coming out of the darkness to use that as a light for other people. So and the beautiful. people I would mostly like to help are people sort of between 14 and 25, because, mm. you know, I just, my, my heart bleeds for them, I guess. I love them. I mean, I love that age group. Well, you know, any age group, but particularly our guys, our kids age group. Okay. And our guys are 17, 18, 18. And 21 20. and 21. 20. So that's yes. our, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think there's a few places to go with this conversation. One is about your mission, which I think is really important and to really focus on how you see your work helping in that. One of the things that I love about your cards, I'd love it. If you have some, do you have any handy mm -hmm. that we, okay. Um, is that I, I like the idea of multiple access points to wellness. Right. Yes. So there's not, it's yes. not just therapy, right? right? It's not just coaching. It's not just, mm -hmm. you know, these more traditional routes, right. but it could be someone's creative inspiration, which is mm -hmm. their gift that they're courageous enough to bring into the mm -hmm. world that looks a little different or has a different flair and a different mm -hmm. level of authority so that we're hitting it on like multiple layers because not all people are going to want to do therapy or coaching or groups or, you know, it's really nice to have it woven in into yeah. different ways. And I think that's why yours is so unique, not only like the structure of it, but also the voice of it, mm -hmm. right? Which says most of the people, you know, 
are probably going through something. Mm -hmm. And let's just all be honest about the fact that yeah. we're all, you know, yeah. we're all going through something, which right. I think is super relatable. Yeah. 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 You know, one of the things that's coming out more and more as a, as a phrase is that mental health is physical health. And I think that's mm -hmm. so helpful because all of us have times where our bodies don't work great. You know, we either catch a cold or we break a leg or something more serious happens. And it's just the same with our minds, you know, and that's okay. Like it's okay to have rough patches. It's okay. And we to also don't expect, we don't accept it in our physical, like if our physical bodies aren't functioning, we don't mm -hmm. say, oh, well, that's okay. We're just going to like keep going. Well, yes. some people do, some people do, but True. I think generally when we get physically hurt, we don't go to the doctor and say, well, I'm just at 50% and that's mm -hmm. okay. You know, mm -hmm. we say like, I want to feel better. That yeah. my experience with emotional and mental health is that isn't the case, right? Yeah. People are more willing to kind of struggle through that. Right. So yeah. that's, a, I haven't heard that framing. I mean, to me, it, oh, as a holistic practitioner, I don't yes, see, you any, know, this, <laughs> Yeah, I don't actually see any separation. Mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of times the first place I'll start with my clients are like, how are you sleeping? How are you eating? What's your movement? Like what's your love life? You know, it's like the whole mm -hmm. thing matters not mm -hmm. just you're not feeling good in your mind. There's this whole thing. And it sounds like what you're seeing is a bigger shift in sort of the mental health awareness category. Is that my understanding? Right. Yeah. The beginning of a bigger shift. I think we still have a long way to go, but I feel like our young people are so unafraid compared mm -hmm. to my generation to talk about anything. You know, whether it's gender fluidity or, uh, you know, mental health or, or anything, they just seem wise and mm. courageous. There's no shame. Yeah, it doesn't seem, I mean, we are in the Bay Area, so, you True. know, I, I don't know how much of that is, is um, changing my opinion, but. Interesting. But yeah, I mean, it's better than it was when I was a kid. True. Yeah. So would you read us a couple cards just to get the feel? Sure. Yeah. Or maybe, so, draw, maybe draw one and just, I, I think it'd be fun just to have the feeling of them in the conversation. Okay. Yeah. So I'm um, just a little backstory. There's four different colors of cards. There's the yellow cards for when things are feeling fine. And that's the time where you can sort of build your mental health immune system and have more tools for when things aren't fine. And then there are the blue cards for when things begin to tilt and that's anxiety, depression. Purple cards are for when people freak you out and you're having social anxiety, <laughs> which happens to me all the time. <laughs> and, and there's only one red card. And that is for when things feel really awful. And that's emergencies where you need to dial 988 or, you know, call mm. somebody right away. Mm. Um, so, okay. So I'll pick a card. So here's a blue card. Oh, this is perfect for you, Catherine. <laughs> um, it's a change your mind card because as you well know, you know, we can go approach anything through, you know, body or mind or spirit or other people. So this is the mind. It says be radically present, redirect your monkey mind by diving deep into the now, engage your five senses. What can you see, hear, feel, taste, and smell in this moment? And then on the back of the card, there's a little anecdote. It says, Thich Nhat Hanh, a Vietnamese monk, describes how to eat an orange with extreme mindfulness. Mm -hmm. He instructs us to notice the color, feel the shape, smell it. Think of the orange on the tree during the rains and sun under the night sky. Watch what happens when you peel the orange. Now taste the orange. Suddenly you're involved in a miracle and the worrying world has slipped away. Mm. I love that lesson. <laughs> That's so beautiful. Aww. So they all have a little lesson or a mm -hmm. reflection from someone and then your own unique way of saying things, which, you know, just from that one card, people aren't going to get the full effect of your unique way of saying things, but which you could call like goofy, kooky, sassy, immature. <laughs> like one of the things that <laughs> helps me a lot when I'm talking about serious subjects is mm. to not be that serious. And it I just... love that about you. It's so, <laughs> and it's so unique. 
for me, it's been such a blessing in my life personally, because I am more in the deep, you know, seriousness. And then I'll, I'll hear you say something or see something that you're saying or posting. I'm just like, oh my God, only on Oppenheimer could say it that way. <laughs> There's a little irreverence in it too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, um, yeah. but of course, with all the grace that you have and, um, so I'm sure that all of the cards would be well received by someone looking for a fun twist on these serious topics, right? Yeah, it's sort of trying to be lighthearted, lighthearted with something serious. Mm-hmm. You know, Tell me just, why. How does that? Is that just because that's who you are, or do you think it's? Do you think that's helpful, particularly for your target audience? Yeah, I kind of think it is, especially and and I I road tested these on a bunch of teams before we printed them just to make sure. I think for most people, when your mental health goes a little wonky, you get pretty scared. Like it's scary. It's Mm -hmm. more scary than when you break your leg, because at least you can sort of say the leg is broken, but you can't say the mind is Mm -hmm. wonky. You say my mind. And sometimes Mm -hmm. you say my leg, but a lot of times people talk about, let's put the body into a, you know, you can objectify your body a little more. And so when your mind starts to tilt, it feels like it's everything you, your entire being, the whole world, it mm-hmm. isn't, but mm-hmm. it feels like it is. Mm-hmm. And I think levity, laughter, goofiness is one way to kind of pierce that mm. and just shine a little bit of light on it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think a lot of times too, with mental health challenges, you feel like you're alone. Mm-hmm. And if you know, there's some wackadoodle goofball out there that's going through <laughs> the same thing and has come out the other side, like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm not alone. And she's kind of humorous. And, you know, mm-hmm. just, I don't know. It's like a ray of sunshine in the dark for mm-hmm. me anyway. And I hope it is for other people too. Well, I think we all have our own frequent. This is how I think about what you just shared. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really relatable, mm-hmm. right? It's like like the doctor is saying this. It's like exactly this, There's this, no doctor. This, this cool mom <laughs> <laughs> who lives in San Francisco is saying this thing in a way that is accessible, right? There's accessibility and relatability. But I, one of the things that I want to talk about is how how you brought this into the world because I think the journey with this, like you just said, I want it. I love the way that this is organic. And one of the things that I'm exploring is this idea of the feminine and the way we create things and the way that we bring things into form and the way that we lead, right? And yours is the perfect example of that. Like you're writing envelope notes, back of the envelope (laughs) for your kids, right? And then suddenly you're in this moment where you think I have something, I have an offering. Yeah that I'm going to somehow find the courage. I mean, I don't know if you have, I have to have courage to bring things into the world. It's not the easiest thing for me to birth. Mm -hmm. So I might be projecting that onto you, but just, I'd love to hear about the process that you've got. And you've also birthed other amazing businesses too. And also, you know, a film. And so I'm curious how you would talk about the process of bringing something like this into the world. And especially this last part of your journey, with, you know, having to surrender, I think that would be a really, are you willing to talk about that? Sure. Yeah. Well, the, it's funny that you bring the last part up because this, the last part being sort of distribution is terrifying me. (laughs) (laughs) And I keep saying like, isn't anyone going to come and do this for me? Like, (laughs) um, because it's like, I felt like it was a big step out of the closet to create this in a way where I was admitting that I have suffered from mental illness most Mm. of my life. Like my mother didn't know that. Like Mm. five people knew that at Mm. most. Mm. And so it was sort of like the Mm. big reveal taking off my shell. And, you know, as one would expect, everyone's like, oh, okay. (laughs) Nobody freaked out. Nobody like, you know, ran for the hills or put me in a straitjacket or anything like that. Was there Um, there fear of bringing it forward? Yeah, there was a fear of admitting it to people who had known me for a long time because they had no idea. That was scary. But fortunately, you know, I I think what gave me courage was my kids because I felt like I needed to do this for them. It doesn't have to be necessarily my kids, but the kids 
mm-hmm. now I feel like so the first step was I wanted to do it for them and I wanted to show them in case either of them suffer from mental health situations I wanted to show them that there shouldn't be a stigma and so I had to act like I was not allowing the stigma to affect me so I kind of had to like I had to be what I wanted them if they ever needed to to feel be the change um, yeah to be the dang old change <laughs> it's also like you you initiated yourself yeah. into it right you had to become the thing that you were hoping they would be that's talk about a feminine practice mm-hmm. like coming from that strong that's like the warrior mom archetype to me yeah exactly it's mama bear mama right. bear here she is and we're mama bearing this thing yeah. I love the nature archetypes. So from yeah. the mama bear place, yes, you yes. have to, I mean, I always say we'll do things for our kids that we want to do for ourselves. Right. Yeah. So from that yeah. place, you had the, so I had the oomph to, yeah. to create them and produce them. And then I was getting positive feedback from plenty of people, which was so nice. And that's what gave me the courage. And then I thought, okay, great. I did it. I'm done. But the thing is, is like, then I got a thousand decks of cue cards sitting in a warehouse in Florida somewhere. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, I'm not done. <laughs> this is the first half is done. And how do I get them out there? And I don't like to sell anything to anybody. Like, mm. I don't like to cold call. I barely like to call people I know. Like, how <laughs> am I going to do this? So um, it's been, I guess I don't have a complete answer to that because for a while I worked really hard for about six months doing, sending emails and doing social media and stuff wasn't really happening. And I finally decided, okay, I did my best. I had given myself a year, but at the end of six months, I was like, uh, I can't do this anymore. It's just too, like, it's crickets. No, nobody's responding. The efforting. Yeah, all that pushing and, Mm -hmm. and I thought, okay, I'll just donate all the decks to places. I think that they'll help and call it a day and then Mm -hmm. I'll just retire. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then honestly, I had told my husband, my kids, like, I just need to figure out by then I had like 700 decks left. Where am I going to donate all these decks? And I was figuring that out on my big old whiteboard. And then things just started popping and it was all from friends who believed in cue cards enough to present it to people. My cousin presented it to her school district where they focus on social emotional learning. And they're like, these are great. Mm. We're getting 40 copies for Mm. the 65 schools we have in our district. And then another friend showed it to a guy who works with teenagers for their uh, chemical awareness program. And he's like, he, he actually said, these are friggin' fabulous. So, so all of a sudden I thought, oh, I can't walk away. They mm. actually might help. And so now I feel like my courage is coming from the kids in general, like school aged, high school and college aged kids. Mm-hmm. And I think I just have to take me out of it. I mean, mm. it's hard because they're so me. This is like my little trembling jello like soul being exposed here. But I think I need to look at like, I need to get cue cards. I need to work for these cue cards and get them into places for the kids. And then if I can take me out of it, I get my ego out of it, which I, I hope I can do that. Cause I think that skews things, you know, either. I feel like, oh, I'm so great. Or, oh, I suck so much because I couldn't get them out. Like, just forget that whole. Yeah, your worth is not tied to the key yeah, card. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm just, good if they're, I'm good if they're good. I'm good if they're right. successful. I'm good <laughs> if they fail. That's a really powerful lesson. There's yeah. a few things in what you just said that I want to just highlight. Yeah. One is a moment of surrender mm-hmm. where you said, I'm not pushing anymore. Mm-hmm right? Mm -hmm. All of the efforting is not yielding the result. You might not have said, I'm just going to surrender right here, but that is the act of surrendering. Mm -hmm. Just like, okay, yeah, maybe I'm going to stop here. Right. And then energy came in. Yeah. I mean, I think there's something really potent in that. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. Okay. And then the second thing that I'm hearing in this, which I think, you know, because of my lens is like the sacred feminine leadership lens, right? Mm -hmm the relational aspect of just 
how the relationships in your life, when you surrendered, then came in and supported Mm. this in this just super beautiful way, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, that is one of our gifts is, and your gift is building these beautiful relationships where people care enough to step in. And then the third piece is, which I really love how you're saying that it reminds me of when we're pregnant and we're going to back to that theme, right? We're going to have a baby and it's going to be just great. And I don't know, my version was like, we're going to backpack all over the world and, you know, it's going to be free and it's just going to be awesome. And he's going to be on my back. I mean, I had the kid who had to have like the dark room with no light, <laughs> you know, put down the exact way, you know, I couldn't do anything. I wasn't hiking. Around. <laughs> you I couldn't was even like, get out of the house. <laughs> no, no. And so we birthed these beings mm. or these businesses or these creations Mm-hmm. And then we have to like be in the world with them as this living, breathing yeah. child that takes us on this huge journey where we have to actually surrender to who they are, right? Yeah. Or a business yeah. where yeah. we have the courage to bring it forward. And then, hey, well, actually, these aren't your cue cards, right? Right. <laughs> right. right. Your baby was birthed and now it has a different plan. <laughs> it's like, you know, and it's so true. It's so organic. Yeah. And I love the idea of just getting out of the way. Yeah. And becoming the vessel Mm -hmm. for things to birth through. Mm -hmm. And like all the things, all of those things that we just talked about, surrender, relationship, birthing things, and then like letting them become who they need to be or what they need to be are deep feminine practices that have not really been honored honored, you know, as women, like doing the hard work around and men do hard work too, around Mm -hmm. caring for children and honoring their path and trying to be an integrity. And also like the way that we create businesses, it's different. There's just a difference. So I'm curious what ideas are sparked just with this, with that kind of a frame. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting listening to you. You're so exactly right. And, And one of the things that I think helped in the weirdest of ways was I got a neck injury in right. August. Yeah, I was going to September 1st was the day because summer was over and was the day that I was really going to do this whole new way of trying to market cue cards. And I hurt my neck on August 8th or 9th and, you know, just figured out, you know, like I hurt my neck. It'll be fine. It was not fine basically long and short of it is I spent three and a half months Mm. not being able to be vertical for more than like 45 minutes without extreme pain. Mm. And I could not work on the computer because I couldn't bend my head and Mm. everything that I had planned to do, I couldn't do, couldn't do a single thing. Mm. And eventually I had to have surgery and my neck is great. So, you know, if you add the surgery to it, it was four months of Mm. not being able to do anything except lay around (laughs) and think (laughs) and let go. And I realized Mm. I I was like, this has got to be, there's got to be a lesson in this. This is too bizarre for there not to be like a big honking lesson. And Mm. so I would take notes. And I think the biggest thing that I got out of it was the whole idea of letting go and letting God or letting go and letting whatever, you know, the universe, serendipity, other people and letting other people help me because I was kind of helpless. And, and I actually even said, like, I can't do anymore. Universe, love, who, whoever you are that invented the color yellow and birds and stuff, whoever you are, you need to, you need to help me. Here it because, is. <laughs> yeah, because I just, I can't even, mm. I can't even type. Mm. So come on in, grab the wheel. I'm going to be in the passenger seat for a while, whatever that means. Now that my neck works, I'm trying to remind myself of that when I get into my old habits of like, push, 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 think, Mm. think, 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 Mm. you know, it's like, no, just kind of let go a little bit and um, Mm. let something either more powerful than me or wiser than me, or somebody who's got the roadmap to sort of maybe take the steering wheel a little bit. And it, it really has helped with my stress, I guess, of, is this going to work? Is this not going to work? Am I doing the wrong thing? Am I did it? It's like, well, I, I'm just doing my best, but it's not mm-hmm. all up to me. 
And mm. that has helped me. That kind of surrender has helped me not beat myself up and feel calmer about it. Like I have a partner. So the lesson that I think I hear you saying is, I mean, you were forced, you yep. were forced, you were <laughs> mm-hmm. by life circumstances and maybe something more intelligent into a deep surrender. There wasn't mm-hmm. anything else to do. Right. Okay. And again, I'm just, I, I wasn't planning to talk so much about birth with you today, but I'm also feeling the creative process is birthing. And there is a moment in birth where we just, there's nothing else to do. The thing is going to come, right. we're going to have the freaking baby. Right. right? And, and we might've planned for the beautiful home birth or mm-hmm. you know, but whatever, here we are in the circumstance and that thing's got to come out of our vaginas. It's like, yeah. you know, <laughs> and there's nothing to do. There's, li- and it's such a hard, I don't know, for me personally, that was such a hard moment. I mean, just to be like, all right, I had all these plans. There's all these things I wanted to do. And here I am having this thing and it's got to come out (laughs) and it's coming. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm, So there's mm -hmm. like this deep surrender that has to happen when we're birthing things. And I feel our world doesn't honor that part Mm. of the process. Like there's not a lot of encouragement for the rhythm of now we need to pause. Yeah. We're not allowed to pause in the current culture. We have to go, 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 go. Right. Yeah. And so what a powerful lesson to bring out of the, I mean, your forced cocoon, right? Yeah. And then I hear you saying, like, I'm trying to really stay connected to that place in me that learned how to surrender. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of this guide mm-hmm. that I'm trying to return to over and over and remember, like, there's this other way and how freaking hard it is. Yeah. So, you know, there's all this conditioning, I think, that we have around what it looks like to be successful, Mm -hmm. right? And how we have to push effort and like make things happen. Make, right. I want to scratch that word out of my dictionary, make. And what I love about what you're sharing is, yeah, but in your allowing and what I heard you say, like, I'm allowing it and I kind of offered it up. Mm-hmm. to this other higher consciousness, right? That's when stuff started to happen. Mm-hmm. That's what I hear you yeah. say. Yeah, you're, it, it is. It is. When I, when I gave up, it saved my sanity and my sense of my accomplishments. And, and it blossomed. When you were talking about blossoming mm-hmm. in the beginning, it just mm-hmm. made things blossom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, I was yanging it too much. I was tending to that plant too hard right you know you will grow. Just, yeah gosh darn it yeah I needed to just like step back mm-hmm. yeah and not feel so alone not feel like it was all up to me saving everybody's mental health is all up to me that was the attitude I had, which is of course impossible okay so we're, we're kind of in this conditioning realm the pushing the over responsibility I mean and I know you and I have talked about this so much as we've been mm-hmm trying to raise good young men to Mm -hmm. to have in the world. Right. And, you know, I'm always struggling with this. Yeah. You know, just like what, what is mine to hold? What is mine to empower? Right. What is mine to guide? And what is mine to totally just let go of? Yeah. And so much more on the ladder. Like what can I just, and, you know, I think that as women and maybe men too, but I see it in my female clients the most and in myself and in my female friends, it's like, we're, our worth is tied to how much we're giving, mm-hmm. like how much we're giving, how much we're nurturing, how much we're holding, how much we're ugh, all the <laughs> overdoing, over caring over. Yeah. Right? right. That's not the answer. No, it's not. It's and exhausting. it's so depleting. It's so depleting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It really <laughs> is. And you know, if we want to bring sort of more feminine ways into the world, but we're exhausted, how are we going to do that? We're too tired. Mm-hmm. So not being depleted yeah, is a key piece. And I it don't know is. about you, but I thought at this stage, and I am a lot, I mean, way beyond where I was when I had littles mm-hmm. at this stage though, I thought I wouldn't be up against it so much. Right. Because I thought my kids will be older and I'll be more free, but it's still there. 
in the business process, in the relationship process, in the parenting of adults. It's like, I'm constantly having to say, is this mine to hold? Yeah. And also finding it's the part of me that's like, I don't want any of it. Right. I'm just, <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh my God. And I think this is an important thing for people. I love your story so much. Well, because I love you, but also because I love that it's this organic process that you have been exploring yourself through. And I think our business and our work in the world can really be that. This is a soul expression. I actually think mm-hmm. your last business was too, right? Noah? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I guess so. Yeah. We're birthing our businesses and we're birthing ourselves. And our work in the world is so important. And yeah. it isn't, there isn't just one way. You know, there's not just this prescribed way of having a successful business, right? It can be just, there were back of the envelope ideas that now, right. you know, something amazing is happening from that. Right. I don't, right. I, have you, and with your other businesses, have you had that same experience? Back of the envelope thing? Or just like, you know, something wanting to come through you or. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were things that I sort of, I, I mean, I never like put on a business hat and said, this would be a mighty fine business. I always went, oh my God, I need this. I guess mm. it was always from my need. I mm-hmm. need this. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, tried to create. <laughs> yeah, and that's amazing. I need this. And so maybe someone else in the world needs it too. Yeah, right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say back to to your point too about sort of not doing everything as women and how hard that is. I think the new shift I have on that is that there's help. I've been really kind of intrigued by the idea of help. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that. Yeah. And there is help. Yeah. So we don't have to do it. It's, It's not all or nothing. It's either, you know, it's not like, I need to help my kid with X, Y, and Z, or I'm not going to. There's also this third way, mm-hmm. I think, which is something else or somebody else coming in to assist. Mm-hmm. And I think most of my life I've been pretty closed to other people helping me. I'm just used to doing things by myself and, you know, kind of, I don't know why, maybe I'm just stubborn, but, mm-hmm. but lately I've been, I think it's because I've needed help. It's either going to stop or people are going to help me because I can't do it all myself. Mm. And that's been really kind of cool. And this magical mm. feeling because you feel kind of supported, like you're floating on a raft on the ocean. Like you don't have to swim all the time. You can actually float on the raft and the ocean will hold you up and you mm. don't have to plow your way through it. Mm. Um, and that's been really sort of surprising. I think when I was younger, for whatever reason, when I would seek help, I somehow must have put out the wrong vibe or something. It just sort of didn't work for me. And I think that's why I'm like, oh, okay, gosh, darn it. I'm going to have to do it all myself. Mm-hmm. But now I'm realizing like, no, I can ask people questions and they, they'll give me some answers. They'll give me some advice. And yeah. so it's kind of this new field and I, I yeah. like it. So can you give an example of, of help that came in? that was a surprise or just something that came that was unexpected. Well, I, actually, yeah, just just two days ago, I was thinking like, how am I going to promote cue cards? Because I've tried to market it myself and, and it hasn't, hasn't yet t- gotten the traction that I wanted it to. And a friend of mine was a publicist for like major book publishers in New York. And he is now pretty sick and recovering from a um, major surgery and hasn't been in the business for like 10 years. And I didn't even want to ask him because he's he's recovering. He's got so much on his plate, but I just thought, well, you know, maybe while he's recuperating, he'd want to talk to me. I mean, he's one of my best friends from colleges (laughs) from college. And, um, but I was so hesitant to ask him, even if he was in perfect health, I would have been hesitant to ask him. So I just texted him and he was so excited to help me and Mm -hmm. so excited. He's like, you need an elevator pitch. I want to hear it right now. I'm like, I'm not ready right now. Give me two days. Um, he goes, okay, call me back. He goes, if you're in a rush, you're in a rush. Call me right away. I don't care. I want to hear your elevator pitch. I'm going to connect you with this person. She does great publicity. Yada. And I was like, oh my gosh, like he's connecting me with someone and he's coaching me. And I just never would have done that before. And, and so I'm, I'm kind of liking the idea, like 
it's okay to reach out. It's okay to need. Mm. And because I think people know I will return the favor if I haven't yes, already. Absolutely. Um, but I was too, I don't know what my problem was with asking for help before, but I sure I wasn't very good at it. And now I'm, it's working for me. Well, I think this is such an important conversation because this is not a you problem. Mm. It isn't. And I think, you know, when we look at what you're really talking about is being in balance around giving and receiving. You're an incredibly giving person and you would do, you know, here you are having a chat with me just because I asked you to, right? Because you want to, and most of us do, but we're hesitant to receive, right? There's yeah. a hesitancy and there's so many personal reasons why, mm-hmm. you know, like why we might be challenged to receive that maybe we feel like we'll be obligated or somebody might have power or they might have say, I mean, there's so many personal mm-hmm. reasons. And then there's sort of mm-hmm. our familial conditioning mm-hmm. around, you know, is it okay to ask for and receive help? And there's so many, I mean, there's a million different constructs there, right? And then there's, I mean, we could get into the whole religious layer, right? Around what what we're taught is the right way to be in service. Yeah. It's like the martyr, right? right? Then the social conditioning around, again, what it means to be a female, because that's my lens right here, right? Mm -hmm. I personally, and in my work, find this is a particularly challenging thing for women. Mm. I don't, I've never had a conversation with one of mm. my masculine clients around hard it, how hard it is to ask for anything. Not one wow. conversation, not one conversation. So I think wow. it's uniquely, it's, it's a women's issue and it's huge. And I, I think almost every woman I talk to has something around this, huh. right? But we're also like wired to receive right? We're wired. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's mm-hmm. been some sort of disrupt, and I'm trying to like follow this thread for myself right now. It's like, yeah. there's a disruption. It's a disruption in our power because we are actually, we are designed to receive. We are relational. Of course we want to receive from our sisters. And then there's like the whole sisterhood wound, right? But there's all these disruptions. And then you have these conversations with one woman who's like, I'm, I can't receive. It's like, well, no, <laughs> it's like no one can receive. It would be liberating for all of us to start receiving. Yeah. Things would change. Right. Yeah. And also just like the burden isn't on you. Right. And the burden, and the burden isn't on me. Right. We can all, this is such a potent place to grow. Mm-hmm. And it's scary. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's vulnerable to say, like, <laughs> could you be you know, could you help me with this thing? Yeah. Because we might get rejected or, you know, I, I don't know for me personally, like the receiving is like, then there's these power dynamics in it. And like, Mm -hmm. I might need to think about you before I think about me. And, you know, so we, we have to be vulnerable and trusting to receive. Yeah. Oh, and that just makes me, (laughs) right. Yeah. I think that one of the things that kind of helps me is like people actually do enjoy giving. Right. And just reminding right. myself like, oh, it, this is reciprocal. There's a reciprocity in this. And people can always say no. <laughs> right. You know, like, like, why do, why do I say no for them? Why can't I just like give them the question and let them say yes or no, or maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that that's one of the most powerful lessons coming through. Yeah. yeah. It's truly, this is truly a soul driven business offering. Yeah. It's so exciting. Yeah. It's neat. I'm happy. I'm pleased. And I just hope that I, you know, take advantage of things in the wisest way for the best outcome for these mm-hmm. cards, as far as helping mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. So how can people learn about your work and find out about the cue cards. What's the easiest They can go on the website. It's called myhappiermind.com. And on there are all the cards. You can see them and um, interact with them. You can also buy decks if you want to have physical versions of them. There's also, we just updated our resources. So there's over 50 resources for mental health support for, you know, all kinds of situations for teens, for 
the BIPOC community for, you know, suicide information. So I, I look at that as something beyond the cards that could be helpful. And then <laughs> the other goofy thing that I did during my, my neck debacle was I could talk at my phone. <laughs> that was the one thing I could do from a prone position. Oh, and I was I so it. like frustrated. It kind of all my, all my guards went down and I just started um, doing TikTok. And I mean, you have to laugh when I had the neck surgery, I had to spend the night and there were these nurses that had to come in all the time and they're young. And I started talking to them about TikTok and they're like, you know what TikTok is? I said, yeah, I'm on TikTok. You're on, wait, TikTok? You? I'm like, yeah, you need to follow me. So anyway, oh, so almost good. every day I publish like a little clip on Instagram and TikTok that's just sort of like whatever's happening that day, whatever little nugget of maybe wisdom, I don't know. And they are <laughs> so cute. They're, they're so they're creative. <laughs> so what has that been like? Because that, I mean, talk about, you know, you're out. I'm out. <laughs> What's it like to be on TikTok and on Instagram saying whatever? It's really liberating. Are you it's liking really it? liberating because I don't think it through. Mm. I just say it because my, my number one goal in my life right now is to be authentic. And I'm finally, th I finally think I'm brave enough to begin to be authentic. Mm. You know, when I was younger, I was just way too afraid of that. So these TikToks, if I have this idea, I just turn on the little camera on my iPhone and say it and then post it. I don't, I don't do anything else. I don't brush my hair. I don't brush <laughs> my teeth. I don't put on my makeup. Like I look like crap. So but, you're just um, letting it happen. I'm just letting it happen because I think that is another way of sort of breaking the stigma that we have to be perfect mentally. Okay. Wow. Okay. So perfection. We're in another, just like, I'm just going to, we're just going to have this one little topic okay. before we have to stop. Okay. Um, Cause you know, I'm super interested in the conditioning that we're all up against all the time. So perfectionism, I think what I see keeps so many people yeah. from their gifts yes. and from the oh. world receiving, like for my, my yeah. vision is like a world where everyone's gifts are it's safe for your gift to come forward and your gift yeah. is part of the solution. And we yes. are all healed by your yeah. unique expression, whatever it is. And so we can, right. there's no competition in that. Like I can honor your gift. You can honor mine, but mm -hmm. we are, we're expressing it so that it is medicine. Like our gifts are mm. medicine. And so I'm always yeah. looking at like, what are the things that keep that from happening? And I, mm -hmm. this goes across all is this mm -hmm. concept of perfection. And how it keeps us quiet, how it keeps us small, how it keeps okay. us, it's like a freaking lie. Yeah. And it's not even fun. No, <laughs> for anybody. No, no. So can you share a little bit about your, your journey with my Virgo I friend? <laughs> I, I know. I have to quote this one. Um, mm -hmm. He's a performer named Taylor Mack, and he is so out of the box and wonderful. <laughs> well, actually... Taylor Mack is, I shouldn't say he, his pronoun is Judy. And I'm still, you know, grammatically incorrect all the time. But anyway, Me too. Taylor Mack has this great quote that says, perfection is for assholes. And I just love that. I'm like, <laughs> okay, we are not an asshole. Uh, you know, I love that. <laughs> it's just like, first of all, yeah. we can't, Madame Curie says, don't be afraid of projection of perfection. You'll never achieve it. Oh, and so it's just like, we should just make that a non, you know, strike that word from our dictionary mm. too. Like, it's not going to happen. It just isn't going to happen. Mm. I'm in this improv class mm. where the whole idea is you, you look at the people you're doing improvs with as your team, everybody's on the same side and there is absolutely no judgment. Oh, so good. There's no room for perfection in there. It's mm. just like winging it. And winging it is pretty good as long as you're polite. The thing about kind. being on the same team is a game changer. Yeah. And we're all, we all on the same team. Most people are trying right. to do their best, right? right. I find that, that, that mind shift is really powerful, especially in couples work. I do a lot of work mm. around that with couples. Like actually yeah. <laughs> you, you're right. on the same team. 
we're, yeah. it's you against the challenge, not you against yes. each other. Right. I think that, yes. and, and it's not going to look perfect and it's going to be, you know, one of my favorite words here is phrases here is like, it gets to be messy. Yeah. It freaking gets to be messy. Yeah. You can have ugly hair. You can like yeah. say the wrong thing, right? Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. look how you don't want to look. Mm-hmm. You can say something that doesn't make sense. And it's it's human. It's human. So liberating. Mm-hmm. Anything yeah. else you want to say today? Well, I just want to say thank you for <laughs> doing your work and, you know, just putting so much power behind the feminine and the health of people, the overall mental, physical, spiritual, emotional health of so many people that you have touched over the years and mm. keep it up, girlfriend. I'm receiving. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Ancient voices spill the secrets. That's it for this episode of Magnolia Leadership Podcast. Having you here is such a blessing. As a Magnolia woman, we are leading from our deep aligned power to bring our full bloom to ourselves and our gifts to the world. If you're inspired by this podcast, I invite you to share it with someone or leave a review. Sign up for our newsletter or one of Magnolia Leadership's upcoming in-person or online offerings at magnolialeadershipco.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time, so much love to you.